Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Okay, cool. Well, Sweet. yeah. So uh, this is uh, actually episode 36 of Matinee Edition. Woo-woo. Yeah. Uh, we're a, we're a, nearly a year in. A.K.A. quarantine edition. A year in when we've been quarantined. Yeah. We can't, <laughs> we can't even like have like a shot of espresso together and be like, Oh, my fuck, dude. Cheers. I've been missing espresso so bad. You, yeah. pro- you probably haven't, but... Uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Really making up for that uh, near $1,000 investment of an espresso machine. Oh, my God, dude. I'm, I'm jealous, though. I'm seriously only, jealous. Like, put it to use a bit, but it's still, like, in the moment when I bought it, I was like, this might be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now I'm perfectly fine with it. Oh, uh, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you, like, what are you pulling out of it right now? Um, I have a, I've been going back and forth between this really dark, uh, in like Indonesian blend that okay. cafe Vita, I think I mentioned this to you a while back, but I bought some coffee from cafe Vita that was this celebrating their 30th anniversary. They had this yeah, Indonesian yeah. like mixed coffee that was like 30 different varieties. Yeah. And it is like this, it is the stereotypical dark roast, like super chocolatey, super smoky but all of it done probably the best I've tasted in a long time. Fair enough, man. Yeah. Well, I bet that would kind of pull probably some decent espresso too. Yeah. Really nice. And then that, and like, I've got a Guatemalan coffee that's like really sweet, really short shots that are like, like in that, like lemon zesty notes. Fuck yeah. Like a rich marinara. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, just so everybody's clear, we are yeah. recording over the internets. We're surfing the waves, uh, just like all of you. All of you. Uh, Zoom meetings. Yes, Zoom meetings equals Zoom podcasts. Uh, this is, dude, Zoom's going to be like the next Disney. They're making money right yeah, now. Yeah, I definitely saw like the best tweet before, right before like everybody started getting the stay-at-home orders was like somebody going, should have bought stock in Zoom. <laughs> I don't know if they're a publicly traded company. They should no be idea. at this point. I mean, yeah, they should be at this point. They're they're the only people like not brutally in the shit right now. <laughs> yeah, the people at Zoom are just like, yes, yes, we got it. <laughs> Those fucking bastards. Meanwhile, yeah. the movie industry is in fucking shambles. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Uh, like the what was it? The box office was like that hit zero for the first time like ever. Shit. Because <laughs> nobody's literally nobody's going closed. to the theaters. They're all closed. Did you see that in China in an attempt to like restart the box office? They're considering releasing all the Avengers movies, re-releasing them simultaneously. I did see that and Avatar, apparently. Oh god. That'd be <laughs> I'd I, like I would go watch Endgame one more time in the theaters. Fuck it. Why? I mean, like, why the why hell not? not? After this, it's a it's a reason to get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like it was like like 
I mean, that's a smart idea, especially if you're going to play like all the like the Marvel or Avengers movies, not all the Marvel. They should movies, just like but... book out the theater for like ten hours and just back to back to back to back. Boom! Just you really know people. For it. You know some people would be down. Dude, there were people that did that one. Endgame came out last year. Shit! I I, I know a dude in Seattle who went to a like full run through of the Avengers films. Damn. Yeah. I mean, that's a commitment, but it's not as big of a commitment as like running through the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. Dude, you do the extended cut of like Return of the King. And that's like oh. seven hours long, right? <laughs> Yo, fuck, dude. Uh, I just talked about one of those movies. <laughs> I just talked about Return of the King actually on, on one of the podcasts, but subtle yeah. plug. Yeah. Subtle plug. Oh, su- subtle plug. Uh- <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> At Old Heart Radio. <laughs> old Heart and Space. There you go. All right. We got it out of the way. You can check uh, the boxes. <laughs> Just wait. Maybe we we'll got to check boxes, man. Maybe we'll pick- oh, yeah. Maybe we'll pick up Steam and then we'll have an ad read halfway through eventually. That's oh, another shit. box check. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so I know this doesn't affect you as much as me, but we were just talking about it before we started recording, uh, the Snyder cut, uh, uh, prank. I was so fucking excited about that. Like I I would have been down. I would have gladly watched it. I almost shit my pants when I fucking saw it. I was like, Oh my God, dude. Like I, for those those that might not be as connected to comic book culture as us, the, the justice league was a, a notoriously heavily reshot film. Yeah, and Zack Snyder left it like halfway through production, and supposedly there's this cut of it out there where there's a ton <laughs> of just like the random like bullshit that he was gonna put in. Yeah, like has been like, like heavily sought after. So what a that, great like marketing ploy. <laughs> it so is, but but I mean we're talking about Superman in his black suit. We're Which talking I about. I feel like should have just been logical when he came back from the dead. Yeah, I mean that was black just fuck. That was just like Joss Whedon. You, you, that was just fucking dumb. Like he should have known the black suit. He should have just left the mustache on. <laughs> he just keep. He grew he, it. Like it's a Kryptonian thing. They grow mustaches in their de- when they're dead. Yeah, when they're, <laughs> when they're healing up, they only get facial hair on the upper lip. Yeah, it's it's just a genetic thing. Okay, just a yeah. just a just mustache, black suit. You don't even have to worry about the janky looking lip CGI anymore. Which there you go. You knew that movie, okay, and like you knew the Justice League was gonna be bad when like that first shot pops up and it's and it, it's Cavill's face it's with like, just that it, big ass frank, CGI it's framed lip. in like vertical like phone footage too, which yeah. is ju- it just looks bad. It's so bad, and you're just like, this is how they chose to start the movie. <laughs> like, it's this it's this kid, and also like from just like a continuity thing, and this is what the MCU is really nailed historically. Just like Definitely. the characters evolve steadily, yeah. But like Batman versus Superman, Superman is this—he's like sad. He isn't a figure of hope. Everyone no. hates him. Yeah, and they, he dies at the end of that movie, and everyone's like, "The world has lost hope." We have nothing without Superman. But it's like, yeah, you're right. Though, like everybody fucking like everybody hates him. Like nobody's down with Superman throughout everybody's that entire him, movie. All, everybody's calling him like an illegal Im- alien. Like he's an immigrant. Exactly. It's, like he's, like he's everybody's got picket signs outside the courthouse and Batman versus Superman. Like go home, false god. Like yeah, false god. <laughs> it's like is this dude a, like a figurehead of hope? Also. Why are you letting your kids go to somebody that has that janky of an upper lip? <laughs> Look at that thing. He's trying to thing. steal your kids. Yeah, he's probably got a white van out back. 
You know he's covering up that, that mustache. He could he could pick kids up and fly them like halfway across the world, but he still uses a white windowless van. <laughs> Superman van. Is that a Superman van? It's like pulling up next to Batmobile. Yeah. Imagine that thing leaving the fortress of solitude. Oh my god. Uh so needless to say. And I say this with a heavy heart. The Snyder Cut is not coming out oh, with HBO Max. That's so, tragic. <laughs> so, so fuck them, whoever decided to put that up. Uh, but, you know, it was a good one. I will give them that. It was a great it, April it Fool's fine. Day prank. <laughs> I can only imagine the people that didn't realize it was an April Fool's prank. Oh, man. Who who went and like subscribed to HBO Max? <laughs> they went on there, prepaid for it, and, and then went and looked for it. And we're like, fuck! <laughs> it's a goddamn ruse. <laughs> it's a goddamn ruse. The, um, oh shit! Yeah, dude, uh, that shit is scaring me. Some something akin to that. Oh yeah, people. It was wild seeing people setting up for April Fools, just like these. I saw a bunch of spreadsheets going around where it's like, we're in dark times this April fools <laughs> companies. It's like, it was like a Google doc and it's like companies that went too far in April fool's day. Oh shit. And it was like <laughs> name of the company. And then beside it, like what they did. <laughs> Dang. It's like, fuck. I mean, that, that I, I've like, I've heard about play like companies, especially like, Playing just, it safe. Well, some some of them like some of them play it safe, but some of them like I've heard pull pranks like, which is kind of fun. But like I don't know, especially if you're gonna pull like a like a company wide prank, you got to make sure like you're it's got to be in good taste. Yeah, it's definitely got to be in good taste. <laughs> I, I think like Google even didn't do one this year, and Google usually does something like crazy with their uh, with uh, like YouTube or something. Number one, Shit. you know what Rick Rolling is? Yes, I do. Okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, 2008, like Google put up on YouTube, like AIDS was cured. And oh man, they they Rick rolled everyone with that headline. <laughs> Fuck. See, that's like brutal. that. That's exactly what I would do with like something like that though. Just put up, you know, put up your like your regular Google head, fucking whatever you know like that yeah. whatever it's called anyway i'm not i'm just like, i'm confusing words now uh, cure for cancer cure for cancer put up that we link all knew we just, all knew it was rick astley yeah because cancer doesn't have cure kids uh, <laughs> uh. but if you had to find out on this old heart radio podcast uh you probably didn't care so <laughs> probably you're probably at what you probably have other priorities than listening to this things you can care about though if you have cancer uh or if you don't or if you don't what a segue um, <laughs> recently movies have been delayed due to the coronavirus oh, 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 no. oh no you might not be around to see them uh, Dear uh, terrible Darren. just just i'm just i'm encouraging everybody to live as as best and as long as they can live in the uh, moment live in the moment with old heart radio there you go <laughs> That's the tagline. <laughs> Live in the moment with old heart radio. It's all incursive. Like it. That'll be on the website. Uh, so I, <laughs> I was looking at this list and like some of these movies I very clearly don't care about. Uh, but <laughs> but some of them I was like, I was kind of uh, miffed by. Like there's go like the Ghostbusters Afterlife is officially moved uh, to like, you know, March of next year. With the, un- un- the movie based on the Uncharted games. Yeah, it got 
Tom Holland said it got stopped on like the first day of shooting. I didn't even know. Like I, I've heard such like controversy, controversy around that movie that I haven't, I didn't I even realize it, it was like, like, I guess it took like 10 years to get out of pre-development. Because they just weren't really confident in it because in reality, Uncharted's a, uh, it's an Indiana Jones spoof. So fair, but Indiana Jones ain't filling that void anymore. <laughs> I know. It's Although, like, I like did get Harrison Ford's like bumbling corpse is going to do another one. Yeah, he is actually. They're doing they're doing an Indiana Jones five, and I don't know why the fuck they're bothering. I love Indiana Jones just, movies, but I just don't know why they're they're bothering. At this point, Shia LaBeouf actually looks rough and tumble enough to be the character he was supposed to be in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> I don't the even think he, bring him back. I don't even think he's in it. Yeah. I don't even think no. he's cast in this in this next movie. There was that when he was on Hot Ones, he was talking about how he's like, like when he was on Hot Ones, he was talking about how he's like doing like stage acting and trying to direct and like co-star from now on. So I think that's fucking badass. I mean, did you ever watch that um, that movie he made, Honey Boy? No, I did not. It's on Amazon right now. I, I definitely recommend watching it. It's it's fucking awesome. But like yeah. you, you know, it's autobiographical to to a pretty pretty like you feel like you get a vibe that's like to a pretty deep extent. Like he made that pretty raw. Damn. And uh, yeah, like I could see like especially being in the limelight for that long, like wanting to take a step back and not necessarily be like the star of things. You yeah. Know? Like it just makes sense. Wanted, you yeah. can't take it from him. Totally. I mean, like, uh, he was like the, he was like the early 2000s Macaulay Culkin. Like he was <laughs> like, no, like, he was like, he, he was like a successful young kid who's like stayed in the business yeah. and like, or at least made it out. I mean, look what happened to the fucking Corey's man. Did you catch that shit? Yeah. Like Corey Feldman just recently released that documentary, which has a very heavy title. Oh yeah. Did, well, did, wait, what was it again? I heard about it. It's literally okay. So Corey Feldman from eighties fame as yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of the Corys released a documentary uh, called "The Rape of Two Corys," and it's literally about like the awful things that happened to him and his and his friend Corey Haim in the eighties. I'd, I'd, I'd heard about I heard about this documentary, but I'd yet to hear the name. That's wild. I'm just gonna say some real like he accuses Charlie Sheen of raping Corey Haim in the middle of a day and like between some trailers on like a movie set. It's like, I mean, amongst other things, like it's fucking that's, gnarly. That's like, tragic. But at the same time, Charlie Sheen is a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Well also Corey Feldman's kind of like a fucking psychopath too. So it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to take it. Like you have to take everything with a grain of salt, the, uh, including this. Like, yeah. you got the uh, inconsistent narrator. Yeah. It's so, you know, it's, it's sort of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) which is better that or tiger king (laughs) definitely tiger king (laughs) oh god uh i'm yet to watch it it's actually i mean like i finished it up it's fucking awesome it's really really paints this interesting picture of one like the fact like that there's a massive like wild cat or large cat business in the united states which is crazy which is insane it's insane that there's more tigers in captivity in the United States than there are in the wild. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Uh, but it also like really like it paints these pictures of all these different characters. Shouts to the mic stand there. Uh, <laughs> that are like, I mean, you hate all of them for different reasons, but you end up 
kind of being a little more sympathetic to the like to a couple of them than you than you really thought you were going to be but yeah. you're also not too sympathetic towards any of them so i saw i saw a meme and it was uh it was all the tiger king care like the all the tiger king guys all the all the different people in the doc, in the documentary series yeah and beneath each picture of them was the different city in washington they represent oh yeah i saw that too uh <laughs> was it the woman who murdered her husband who potentially murdered her husband was olympia yeah yeah and i was like that's pretty pretty spot on pretty spot on i think i think tiger king himself was uh he was like centralia so the one i I really got a kick out of was the dude that has no teeth who's aberdeen yeah that was like that was the right that one was right on the money Uh, aberdeen is a sad place sorry if any of the listeners that live in aberdeen but fuck (laughs) i kept wondering though i was like i was like where would i i didn't know where wenatchee would fit on that but it's probably yeah. somewhere between that guy and uh, Joe Exotic's Centralia. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like less hippie Olympia. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Like that. I mean, I definitely suggest watching it. It was a cool documentary series. Yeah, I need to check it out. What's um, I, I've got? I've got my boxes to check when it comes to uh, stuff I've been watching like through the quarantine. But yeah, I, that's on the enough. list. Fair enough. Man. Like, yeah. What else? What else have you been watching though? In a week and a half, I watched less than a week <laughs> and a half. I watched the entirety of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender uh, for congrats, the first time. Congratulations, sir! So good. So uh, good. It's it's like that Rich Marinara, my friend. It's, it's <laughs> two times, mwah. two times in one show. Yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's the, that um, good. That that is phenomenal. What was your I, favorite? What was your favorite book? Uh, water, Earth, or Fire? Oh, man. I would say as a whole, I think earth was the best, but then like each, like each different book had like really strong points overall. Yeah. Like that's a high quality show. Right. And it yeah. stands, it stands up to time, dude. Like I've, yeah. I've rewatched it a couple of times, just like, you know, like it, just putting it on and shit like that. But like, yeah, it, it like it's, you're kind of right where it's like each of those books has such a, an arc to it for each character on, on, yeah. on uh, that's just like it i don't know like it's just so fucking well done it's well written yeah and, like, the characters and, are, are really well developed totally and even like the characters that have like really little screen time like mm-hmm. I, I was thinking like people it makes you really care about the characters quite a bit yeah. like when the um in in season two when they lose appa like that was oh my tragic. god dude that shit's heartbreaking man you're like <laughs> no appa's like appa is the true heart of that dude, team the <laughs> second the the in the second season that episode works just appa oh that's actually really said, cool dude that, that episode was great but it was like marley and me it was so sad yeah it's sad but it's like it's 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 cool to see like kind of his perspective but then it was interesting through that episode they paid off and like laid down the groundwork for all the rest of the season yeah like that was the episode like the kiyoshi warriors got attacked by um got attacked uh, by zula yeah and got like they they all took like their clothing and everything and faked that they were kiyoshi warriors to get an audience with the king yeah like that was it was wild it was great yeah. well and that's actually what i love is like i just i think they that show was just like the the way that they plotted out the whole like course of that show was just, totally. I, I don't know how long it took to write it or anything or develop you can tell it, but that it was done with a lot of care. Yeah. And, and it's very rare that you see animated shows do that. And yeah. it's definitely like in today's, like in a lot, like where we're at right now, where there's like constantly new shit coming out. Yeah. I just like, you don't see as quality, uh, 
as much quality as you do with that show, which is crazy yeah. because it's just it was just like a Nickelodeon kids show. But it's like it's so much more. It's <laughs> so much more than that. That's fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> I think um like I mean the, and even like side characters that come up like at the uh when they're doing the invasion on the Fire Nation in the middle of like or like two thirds of the way through season three. Mm. and that's like that was like fucking infinity war when everybody was yeah. assembling in wakanda everybody assembles i was like i was like shit they're bringing back all these guys yeah they like um i can't remember his name the cat like that who's like uh they find him at the northern air temple and he's like in the wheelchair but he's uh he's, oh, he yeah, glides yeah, yeah. all over the place yeah like that, that dude comes back and is like inventor dad that yeah sweet. who like that inventor dude like they all owe that guy like a huge amount of gratitude because like oh yeah like he was coming up with like bombs. He was coming up with these like crazy devices Although, for them to like use and shit. That, like, when, <laughs> when the Fire Nation comes back in that episode and they've got like the balloons and stuff, I was like, they set that up like a yeah. season and a half ago. Yeah, well, they they totally did, and but like you can tell but, but it when it tight. hits, when it hits, you're still shocked. You're still just like, oh fuck, they have these yeah. airships. <laughs> and I will say the the ride of that show, like it's a lot of fun. It's very upbeat for most of it, and then you mm-hmm. have these moments where it like pulls all the characters back down to earth. Yeah, I think none more so than the finale of season two, which is absolutely oh. soul crushing. Like, there's that mo like. Yep there's that moment where like Aang's flying up and he's going into the state and he gets shot down by Azul and you're like, fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> this shit's real. <laughs> Yo. Well, and like, I mean, well, cause you're just like, even though you're like this, that fucking avatar, you just watched him get blasted with a fucking thing. Of, like he just got blasted yeah. with lightning. There's no way that like, I don't know. It, Which, well, it's, anyway. it's wild. That, that show is phenomenal. Yeah. The, it, um, it really is. I will say, and like, it's just like the strong world building as well. It's the same thing that grabs people with like the MCU and like more specifically stuff like Harry Potter, like the books that really grabbed us as kids. It's a lot of it's the world that there's something new around every corner, interesting characters, even if you only get a few lines from them, like like the boulder, like that guy. Well, exactly. Or there's like re- there's like really small reoccurring characters, like the fucking cabbage guy, who yeah. like the dude, like the dude's like in every season multiple did, did times. You, this dude gets his cabbage, the cabbage guy. He was the writer of the like the play that was the recap episode right before the comet. Oh shit! No, really? Yeah, yeah they said that right at the beginning. He That's was awesome. Guy, yeah, he was the guy that did all the. Uh, that did was he was like the expert writer for it i fucking love that shit like that's what i mean like they find ways to like use these like little like even little characters like yeah and then even the characters that you think could disappear eventually and that end up like sticking around and playing like a bigger role like toff is a great example oh my yeah he's so fucking awesome toff toff becomes such a fucking badass character and i think uh, like there's that like moment in the finale where the fire nation soldiers are like burning from the ships like burning down the forest and even and seeing toff who's blind being like that's a lot of fire i was like fuck shit you should like feel the heat off of that shit yeah that's Um, wild that that and it it wrapped up amazingly so it was over a decade ago so we can drop full spoilers but it's like (laughs) the way it ended was like on point well because like because you have this huge and they present it in the third season this huge uh 
issue where Aang doesn't want to kill the Fire Lord because of his values, like his values yeah, yeah. as a monk and everything. And like everybody's been going through this entire show being like, oh, well, like once we confront him, Aang's just going to fucking kill him. Like, all the other avatars <laughs> like, you have to kill him. Yeah. And Aang's like, but he's like, so you have to deal with that. And he finds this all of a sudden this way. Well, like, I can't remember. Was it like a, it was the lion, turtle. a lion turtle? Yeah. Like, yeah. The giant like lion turtle. Which is like a fucking giant floating island just like out in the water. So you yeah. might just stumble upon it sometimes. No, which is a whole different thing. Anyway, but yeah, like, so I just love that he finds this way of like, taking the dude's fucking bending powers which is yeah. such an like, i mean could you imagine having that power like not only is everybody able to bend but then you are the only person that's like able to walk around and be like yo i'm gonna fucking take your powers like, <laughs> don't fuck with me that, yeah that's a lot of power i, a I lot feel of like power man that's and it gets crazy. and like shit gets dark when it comes to like the blood blend blood bending and all that oh, type the of blood stuff. bending is one of my favorite storylines because it's that's so sinister wild yeah like um I like all the characters there. I can't I can't say enough. It was it was really well done. I'm excited to start watching The Legend of Korra. Yeah. And oh. Legend of Korra is like I so it took me a while, like a little while to warm up to that show. Yeah. Um uh, because it has I mean, because because you go into it like expecting a similar feel to the last airbender. Yeah. But like reality is like they they do such a great job of uh, staying in that world, showing how it's like that world is kind of like progressed as well as um, developing these new characters along the way. Yeah. Uh, I, you don't see a lot of any of the old characters, which is really, sense. yeah. Because there's such a huge time, like time leap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's the, yeah. Core is the next avatar, right? So Angus yeah. is dead already. Yeah. I think the only, I think really like the, I, I think you see Katara maybe like a couple of times. Yeah. But, but uh, she'd be like an old woman at that point. So. Yeah, but you but you get to learn sort of like bits and pieces about that world, and it dives a little more into like the spiritual world as well, which I think is kind of a cool aspect to the show uh, as a yeah, whole because you have like, like all this. There's some yep. like it's it's the same thing. Like I also recently watched Harry Potter for the first time. It's <laughs> the same thing of like, yeah, I know, <laughs> and it's the same thing of like you wrap it up, but then you're like, oh, there's so much more to this that yeah. can be ended on interesting ways even if it's thoroughly disconnected from the main cast yeah exactly and it, there's just totally i mean well and the harry potter is a brilliant example because uh look at like the success of the fantastic beasts uh franchise so far yeah like uh you know like those characters have nothing to do with a harry potter character it's like 60 years earlier right and yeah but because the world is so established and like and like you can the feel lived in it like there's like there's some flexibility there but yeah this is this is something interesting it's like when when i'm when i'm thinking of the avatars like everything is a hundred years apart essentially when you're looking at like the storylines of all these characters. Well, yeah. If you, if you're going from avatar to avatar for, yeah. yeah. Like, so that, that sets up for me, what I'd immediately think of, they already did Aang, they got Korra, they could like hop back and just do essentially anthology. Like that's what came to mind for me seeing yeah. that they're doing a Netflix live action show. Yeah. Like, and they just released a, um, they're doing a two part, uh, Kiyoshi graphic novel. 
yeah. they came out one last year and one this year. So they've been doing some like comic books and stuff like that. And like, yeah. And some like graphic stuff, but like, uh, which I think do technically further the story. I think it's, I think it's all tied together, but I'm not yeah, really I think sure. One of them's, I think there's one that's like an anthology and then a Cora and a last airbender one. So, yeah. Which I mean, like no doubt, like, I don't think anybody would be mad if they developed either like in a comic book form or like a TV form or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, like these, the adventures of, you know, like the adult versions of the characters in the last airbender. Oh, totally. But I, you know, I don't think it's necessary, which is something, I mean, I'd love to see it, but I just don't feel like it is necessary. It's not, I it's, and I was talking to Kate about this. It's like, rather than doing a live action like retelling of the last airbender on Netflix, mm. we'd be, we'd prefer for just another different story. Yeah. Because cool. the world is so rife for that. And correct me if I'm wrong in the time that uh, passes on to the legend of Korra, it's like the industrial revolution has happened. It's like the world feels totally different, but it's still obviously the same thing. So, yeah, it's, I mean, not, you know, not to like, spoil too much, but yeah, it does. It, it has this like industrial revolution aspect of, like in the current, but you also get these pull this play from like, you know, the pet, like, you know, it's like a, it's a transitional period that they're yeah. current, that that world is in, in Legend of Korra, which makes it so much more interesting. It adds like another layer to the whole story. Yeah. So. Versus like hopping back like in our 400 years and you have a totally different vibe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rife with potential and it was great. Fair enough, man. Well, I think we got to kind of wrap it up soon. Uh, okay, I think sweet. we're hitting the 40, but um, I just wanted to like, what, like what else are you watching? Like I've been watching the newest, uh, the American horror story on Hulu. I, I've never, never watched American Horror Story. Dude, those shows are so fucking good, though. I, dude, like that if, shit, that shit gets to me. Oh man, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if 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 it gets to you, then you don't want. You definitely like the, some of those epi- like seasons are fucking gnarly. I've I've watched I've I watched like a few episodes of the first, and I was like, I can't do this shit. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Uh, I'm, I've been watching Killing Eve. Okay. Yeah. 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 On yeah. the money, I'm halfway through through the second season. It's so good. Yeah. Third season comes out in like a week. Oh shit, dude. So. Did that, get moved, you, did that get moved up at all? I'm I'm like halfway through the know. first season, so I I'm, I, I really need to, I really need to catch up on because I agree with you. It's such a fucking dope show, and it's it's got it's got a really cool vibe. I like the sort of grounded espionage stuff that doesn't go full James Bond. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've seen Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. I have actually. I've watched it. I've watched yeah. it a handful of episodes. It's another one I'm kind of like well, I'm working on catching up on. Yeah, it's it's that same sort of vibe of like it could go a bit batshit crazy if they really wanted to. Yeah. But, but it they keep it, it. They keep it. You're right. They keep it kind of grounded for like in, in killing you. There are some crazier scenes, like yeah. like and and at the beginning when she like impales a dude with or like stabs a dude in the eye with like a hairpin. Yeah, but like, at the same time, it's not like like astonishing acrobatics for her to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. They don't go like they don't just don't, they just don't go overboard. They like. I don't know. And that's, that is kind of one of the things I, I liked about it right away when I started yeah. watching it. And Sandra O is a fucking badass. But Hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah. So what, how's season two though, so far? Like uh, pretty good. It's like a logical progression of what comes. And okay. it's, I think the first episode, it starts like 30 seconds after the end of the first season. Oh shit. So that's it's like, cool. it's like, there we go. Nice. Do you, you think you, you'll like it? Do you think uh, like moving on to like a season three, will be like good for the show or do you think it has longevity after that? I feel like, and I feel like this was sort of the beauty with last airbender as well, is that shows wrap up at an appropriate time. 
So mm. it, like a show that wraps up at the appropriate time, it doesn't have a chance to get old and it'll age better for that. Absolutely. So we've talked about that with Stranger Things and the hope that they end it like next season. Definitely. But I feel like another season would be good. I haven't finished season two, but I'm just like in the risk of them pushing it too far. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, you have sure, anything man. else? Uh, no, man. I've just been like watching a lot of like random stuff, catching up on cartoons too. I'm about to start a Marvel, the chronological Marvel movie marathon. Oh, so, my boy. Yeah, boy. I'm going to sit down through that. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, just keeping quarantined. There you go. Quarantine edition. Yeah, the quarantine edition. This has been episode 36. There I'm Jared. Go. I'm Lucas. Uh, man, thanks for listening to Hot Dogs. Thanks for uh, we got we got this Zoom thing going. We'll probably just have yeah. to do more of these if this works out. Uh, you know the drill. Follow us online. I hope everybody has a good day. All right. See you later, fellas. Boom back.